So I read that Coca-Cola is shedding a ton of their brands and reducing their number of brands specifically. Um, so what's going on there? So, you know, looking at it, a company like Coca-Cola is basically a conglomerate of a variety of soft drink brands. So Coke, Diet Coke, you know, those are the obvious ones. I believe, um, believe Sprite, uh, Powerade, you know, a lot of, a lot of other ones. Well, you know, with the pandemic, the article I read in the Wall Street Journal said that their revenues have gone down significantly. You know, no stadium sales, no bar sales. I mean, you gotta have, you gotta have some Coke for your rum, right? And a significant limitation in restaurants as well, because obviously restaurants, you know, have been shut down or even gone out of business. So good opportunity for Coke to consolidate. And unfortunately people are gonna get laid off in the process, but they're also just cutting down the number of brands. And you could look at a brand as, you know, a microcosm of the whole rule of three, which is, you know, there's gonna be three leaders in any market segment that are gonna have 50 to 70% of the market share. And anyone else who's not a specialty niche is gonna be in real trouble. And a brand like Coke, is really gonna wanna pursue that, you know, Jack Welsh mantra of be number one or be number two, generate huge economies of scale. And I bet what they're doing is, you know, hey, if we can't be number one or number two in a specific subset, let's just get out of there and not bother. And just like, you know, Walmart thinks in terms of shelf space, meaning if a product's not selling, it's occupying valuable shelf space, Coke has got to be thinking of, you know, if a product's not selling, it's not number one or number two, that's occupying valuable production space that we could allocate to a brand that is producing. So, you know, whenever a, a company like Coke goes through, you know, turmoil like this, its immediate reaction has to be, let's take those underperforming brands and really get rid of them and let's focus on where we're number one number two and or else we have a reasonable chance of getting to be number one or number two in a specific uh i guess flavor segment and everything else let's just get out of there and that seems to be what they're doing and it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out but just good corporate management in general from a strategic perspective uh for a a generalist Coke, a conglomerate, a brand accumulator, you know, number one in the soft drink market, they've got to make sure that all of their brands are pulling their weight and producing, and that's exactly what they're going to do here. So definitely smart from a strategic perspective, and we'll see how it plays out for them in the future. I'm going to talk this morning about Michael Porter's three generic strategies. Um, and this is kind of a general market concept about what markets, what market rather a company is going to strategically attack and shoot for as the market they serve. And the three that Michael Porter identifies are a low cost position, a differentiation position, and a focus position. And 
let's go over the three. So a low cost position is the idea that you're gonna drive down costs in order to gain market share. Now, when I, I feel like a lot of the, th this is a fairly old concept. Porter's strategy book was written in the, I think around 1980. You see similar stuff from, you know, Boston Consulting Group's book on strategy and other things at the time. And I think when you just say, you know, a focus on cost and cost leadership, it, it tends to make one think just the, the cheapest low price leader. Well, you know, we've seen, especially with globalization, that, you know, the, the cheapest stuff is often made outside of the country. And, you know, for especially American companies to compete with each other, obviously they make things outside of the company outside of the country but in terms of low-cost leadership it has to be thought of as low-cost leadership within a given standard of quality so as one is driving down prices and driving down costs so low-cost leadership you know yes some of that should be passed on to the customer in the form of lower prices but some of that should be passed on to the customer in terms of increased quality so I think it you know the low cost uh, leader that that Porter identifies is is really more of a not just a cheap price thing but more of an overall value thing so that's number one the low the low cost leader um, number two is differentiation which means that through marketing efforts research and development etc you are developing some way of differentiating your product from other products. And focus is an interesting, um, an interesting generic strategy because it kind of can combine low cost and differentiation. So focus is instead of serving the market as a whole or even a broad spectrum of the market, you are very focused on a certain segment of the market and as a result, you can either differentiate yourself or develop a low cost structure within that mar that specific focused market. So let's go kind of into these individually. So the, the low cost, a great example and a common example would be a Walmart. So, you know, what does Walmart do? They, they provide retail service in a broad spectrum of uh, products you know everything from hardware to clothes to food nowadays and, and they're they're ever expanding um, what they do is they drive down their price structure to offer a certain level of quality at the lowest possible price now Walmart you know if you go into a Walmart versus a Dollar Tree they both offer a wide variety of goods and many overlapping goods, but I think we'd all agree that the quality of Walmart is definitely superior to a Dollar Tree. So that's kind of one strategy, whereas you know, for general retailing, Walmart has developed a cost structure by managing costs, driving down supplier prices, developing um, a, an amazing supply chain that causes them to be able to turn their inventory very rapidly. 
they've been able to pass those savings at the given quality level onto the customer and are pretty dominant in that position to the point where, you know, they're, they're, I guess you could compare, you know, like a Target to a Walmart. In the past, you would have compared a Sears and a Kmart to the Walmart. You know, Walmart has just been so dominant, especially relative to general retailers like your Sears and your Kmarts, that they've essentially drove them out of the marketplace. And now Walmart is even expanding their general market to include multi-channel retailing. And by multi-channel, I mean, they're not just, you're not just going to the store, you're also ordering online as well from them because they're competing with Amazon in that retail space. So, but that's your low, your low cost differentiator. They drive their costs down and are able to pass that along to customers with a combination of price and value. So differentiation is, you know, I think I, I can't help but think of differentiation in terms of, you know, branding. And there's no easier way to illustrate that than luxury branding. So let's be honest that certain luxury brands probably have more quality than their more uh, low priced competitors, but they have a brand name through marketing comma, reputation, comma, mystique, etc., that allows them to charge much higher margins than anyone else they're competing with. They because they differentiate themselves on a combination of quality and luxury. So let's uh, let's pick one. Rolex. Are Rolex watches, you know, that much better? than uh, say the Michael Kors watch that you would buy yourself at Nordstrom or even you know a, a Casio or something like that. Well, yeah, they're definitely mechanically better. But I would also say there's certain very mechanically sound watches that don't command near the price of Rolex. Why? Rolex differentiates itself on luxury and they've built that up over the years through, you know, a, they, first of all, they differentiate themselves on quality. They certainly do have a higher quality than those brands I mentioned and other ones, but they've also differentiated themselves on luxury through their marketing and their branding and luxury. Definitely. That's going to start with a reference to quality. Um, and that's kind of, you know, how a lot of these luxury brands differentiate themselves. Um, you know, you, uh, car manufacturers is is a Mercedes, you know, a lot better quality, especially at its high ends, than say uh, a Honda Accord. Absolutely. But what's interesting is Mercedes differentiates itself on that quality and that brand, but that also trickles down to higher margins for them at more comparable cars. So, you know, you're you're your lower level Mercedes, I think that's the E series for BMW, that'd be the three series. Are those cars that much structurally better than say a Honda Accord, especially a fully decked out Honda Accord? I would argue no, not much at all, but they're much more expensive. Why is that? Well, number one, BMW and, and Mercedes, because of their cost structure, they can't compete with Honda if price is the the sheer um, 
the, the, the sheer driving factor at a certain quality level. So you could argue that the Honda Accord and the BMW 3 Series, the Mercedes E Series, um, or is it the, I, I, I'm gonna, maybe it's the Mercedes 230 Series, I'm just wrong, I don't know my cars, I'm sorry. But anyway, whatever that low-end Mercedes is, they're all very comparable to a Honda Accord or a, a, a Hyundai Elantra or something like that in terms of features, in terms of general quality. But there is a certain differentiation that BMW and Mercedes have had over the years, especially due to their quality and their luxury branding at those higher end levels. So they're able to compete in the low end sedan market even though they can't possibly compete on cost structure with those import type cars. It's a differentiation factor. Okay, let's, let's move on to focus. So we've talked about low cost leadership. We've talked about differentiation. Focus is an interesting thing because what you're doing is focusing on a very specific market segment within a broader market that allows you to develop either low cost leadership or differentiation. So let's take, let's stick with our car example and take Tesla. What does Tesla compete in? Specifically electric cars. That is a very focused market right now. Cars sold in the US, a very low percentage of them are electric cars, but a very high percentage of those, at least right now, are Tesla cars because there's not many competing in that market. Now, Tesla, they are highly focused because they just do electric cars, but at the same time, they differentiate themselves as more of a luxury electric car model because there definitely are other electric cars out there and you know what I said earlier that most of them are sold at Tesla's I don't know that that's correct and I'd have to look that up because I know even the big three auto manufacturers have versions of electric cars that are cheaper than the Tesla version but Tesla has definitely differentiated itself on a combination of luxury and high quality that allows them to be very successful within their given focus, which is the electric car market. And also when you think of electric cars, you know, if a Tesla is competing against say a Ford that has a similar quality structure, well, you know, in the customer's mind, Tesla is differentiated enough in that focused sector that they benefit from that differentiation. Likewise, if, if, um, you know, uh, Mercedes were to come into the electric car structure, the electric car market, I doubt that they have the scale to manufacture at the same cost as Tesla. And Mercedes luxury differentiation wouldn't matter as much in the, elect the electric car focused market and Tesla would probably win out at, at that. So in some ways they're both a differentiated competitor and a low-cost competitor within that focused electric car market. So focus is, is interesting because it can combine f factors of low cost and differentiation all within the same company. Um, so in sum, you've got three general generic strategies that a company can pursue, a low-cost a differentiated and a focused market. Now, depending on your company's size, some of these may not be available for you. If you're a small business, 
you know, you probably want to try and avoid a low cost structure, particularly if there's other competitors. If you're sitting there, you know, starting a general retailer, you know, it probably, you're going to have a hard time competing with Walmart. But there are examples of, you know, retailers that have come into the marketplace in say the last 10 years that have been focused and have allowed themselves to gain significant market share. So in Texas, a good example is Bucky's. Bucky's is a general retailer. They, you know, if you compare them to Walmart, they are in the general retailer business, but they're very Texas centric, Texas focused, and only focus on specific products that appeal to Texans, and particularly Texans traveling by a, a Bucky's so that we go and get our gas there, which I always do whenever we're traveling by a Bucky's because my kids love it and they want to go in there. And frankly, I do buy a lot of stuff in there because it's Texas centric. The For smaller businesses, a focused approach is probably the best approach because in one way or another, it'll allow you to be differentiated or gain a low cost structure because you're focused on the needs of a particular market or set of customers and that will allow you to compete with much larger companies. So, you know, you constantly hear, you know, globalization this, um, you know, large corporations that. One of the things smaller businesses just need to think about is when you go into it, you're not going to be able to compete with those large companies. What is the focus that you can do that will then allow you to either differentiate yourself or provide low cost leadership within a broader market. So hope that helped. That's kind of Michael Porter's three generic strategies.